0: welcome to dig it this is edge with my co-host Corey from cory's digs speakers out today we miss him he's a little he's not feeling very well a little under the weather so but hopefully he'll be back next week how you doing
1: Corey? i am doing good <laughs> <laughs> bit of a roller coaster It's it's been a hellacious couple of weeks how about you how's Same. the whole schooling going
0: oh my gosh it's nuts it is nuts I feel like I'm just basically treading water right now so um, it's got
1: to be really tricky for parents to transition into
0: It is. It is. I'm kind of hoping that I'll get into a better routine because I'm just really not there yet. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm constantly scrambling and behind. So, but I think that I'll get more used to it and be able to kind of develop more of a flow with it. But I'm still happy I'm doing this, especially when you see in the news you know, daily now there's right? all these arguments about masks happening and all these arguments about the you know the jabs and and everything yeah. else. And not to mention all of how everything's so politicized, um, even now with kids, um, it's just I really wanted to save my kids all that drama and have like a really stress free. Or low stress, not completely stress-free, but low stress schooling environment where they can actually just focus on education and I have more control of it. So I'm kind of happy about that. I'm really happy
1: about that. Maybe as as time goes on, it'll evolve and you'll have other neighbors and you'll have a local teacher and you guys can create a little program my uh good friend of mine who actually teaches um she has her own business she does stem classes and she does like the after school and the summer camps she's now had a lot of parents ask her about if she would do homeschooling for their kids and so she's actually going to do that and discovered that in her state there's really not little to no restrictions at all when it comes to that. So she could have like 20 kids that she's teaching under homeschooling and there's, there's no, you know, she can, she can build her own curriculums and everything. And I mean, she's got a master's degree in teaching. So that would be so so brilliant. Much,
0: yeah, that would be great. Or if he, even if there was just like five or 10 uh, families who were all homeschooling, who kind of got together and helped each other out, or, right. you know, one person teaches one, you know, um, class and the other person teaches another class and that way you just really focus on one or two things you know right and i think that'd be really cool
1: for the kids too because then they have other kids to hang out with you know while going through this too
0: exactly exactly so working on it getting there Um, little by little, but I know you have been just like (laughs) um, up to your ears researching on some really important stuff. And we're going to get into that. That's probably going to be like the bulk of our conversation today is your latest report, um, which is on the um, digital identity. So we're going to get into that. So tell me uh, just about what you've been up to for the past week or so. (sighs)
1: I'm burnt out. I'm, I'm literally trying to find, uh, the energy within to, uh, work on part four right now, which is the, the final, well, I'll say it's the final part to this, but who knows? Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. I've, I've got a couple hundred hours into just, you know, there's so much you have to read and cross reference and maybe 30% of that ends up being useless. Um, but you still had to go through it all in order to get to this point, you know? Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I've literally, I was thinking about it the other day and I've, I've now probably read over 700 pages worth of documents, searched through about 50 different websites, cross-referenced all these companies, watched some videos, um, conferences, you know, and, managed to narrow you know get this part 3 down to 30 pages which includes graphics so it's actually probably about 27 pages of content so for those who think it's long trust me when i tell you just <laughs> like you
0: you scaled it down <laughs> it is from its scaled. original form
1: it is way scaled down yeah and then so then, so i started working on um part 4 but gosh, you know, there's this thing called life. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I haven't done laundry in two weeks and my dishes are piling up. And I really, it's really hard to balance. And it's just so intense. I wish I could just knock out the short little articles, like a lot of news sources do. I just, I can't, I'm like big picture mind, you know? Right. And
0: I I really, honestly, I'm glad you're doing this, this series because this really is what all roads lead to. And to me, in my opinion, this is the most important thing and it should be at the forefront. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is their end game. It is, it is um, what they have been working toward for years. And, um, Wow, did it take some serious engineering and manufacturing for them to get it to this point? Right?
0: Decades, right? I mean, if not longer, really. I mean, you could go back centuries to the same group oh, yeah. people and the same yeah, families and bloodlines and everything that have been planning and plotting this for
1: centuries. It's the but... eugenesis, it's the you know, it's yeah. the DM eugenesis, and then you can roll that into well, it's the central bankers, the eugenesis and they ultimately their their whole end goal, which I think many people, at least our listeners, all know by now, is is the whole uh, transhumanism. You know, having us all hooked into the grid, and we're interacting with robots to train them to build their intelligence level up. I mean, it's it's creepy as hell. It is. Um, it is. I was just I found another document that. <laughs> That's about 30 pages that I still have to read through. Yeah, that's, I have like another 150 pages I still got to read through just to uh, finish getting through part four. But on this one, it was really eerie because they're talking about, um, oh gosh, it was, I'm I'm like losing the word now. They were talking about artificial intelligence and robotics and the future and humans um, being, I keep, I keep like hearing the word autonomous. That's not what I'm looking for. What am I looking for? The uh, not transhumanism. Connected to but, the
0: Borg, but where they're,
1: in, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but they're lied. saying, <clears throat> dang, the where, why is this word escaping me? But, but they're using it in the future of 2050 and they're laying out, like they're talking about it as though it's here and now. And I know we've seen pieces like this before out there, but this one I have not come across yet. And of course it's funded by the Rockefellers and they're literally talking about the debate going on between, um, the humans augmented, that's it. Augmented is hmm. the word I'm looking for between non-augmented humans and augmented humans. Right. <laughs> yeah. science fiction, man, no, I've actually but it's had- not.
0: Yeah, I actually had this conversation with speaker on a a podcast we did, you know, long, long time ago on transhumanism. And and I I talked about this. I'm like, there's going to be two classes. There's going to be the augmented and the non-augmented. There's going to be the haves and the have-nots. And um, so it is going to create this two-tiered system of these you know, uh, people who have superior intellect because, oh, they've got brain chips. And yes, those do exist. They actually do exist. I was surprised. I didn't even know this. Maybe you did. (laughs) I'm sure you came across this at some point in your research, but I knew about um, Elon Musk's chip, brain chip, Neuralink. Um, but I didn't know BlackRock had one. BlackRock has one.
1: You know, are you talking about the, um, you know, what's funny? I did come across that, but I started digging into it and then I got sidetracked and I didn't know if they were actually affiliated with the BlackRock. It was a, a neuro, some sort of a neuro type thing. I know what you're referring to were yeah. you able to connect it back to Oh, it says straight me? up on there. Let me see if I can find it. I Hold wonder on. if we're thinking about two different things then because um it it was called uh yeah. 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 But
0: <laughs> BlackRock well, and right, Neurotech.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. But but if you looked into that there's a company, you know, it's BlackRock Technology and I don't know that that's affiliated with the BlackRock. Um, that's what I wasn't able to connect immediately. And if I can't connect something in five minutes, sometimes I get sidetracked and I start working down something else. But so I don't know if you ever ran that down to see if it's the same BlackRock. Well, <clears throat> I, whoever I think they are, is. though. We got Obama on there. So (laughs) we know they're really high. What are the odds? Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know. I know. As soon as I saw that, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Crazy. Yeah. So, so all right.
0: Well, okay. So today we're going to talk about Corey's um, article, Digital Identity. Then we're going to get into a little bit about this, these massive spending bills, the $1.2 trillion quote unquote infrastructure bill, as well as the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. And then at the end, we'll have a little chat about Cuomo. All right.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So get into your digital identity report.
1: All right. So I'm going to try and get through this relatively quickly because it's lengthy and hit on the key points. So first, let me just hit some statistics. They're saying, so research and markets are forecasting that the identity verification market, you got to love their language, Is forecasted to grow from 7.6 billion in 2020 to 15.8 billion by 2025. And the UN is forecasting that artificial intelligence is going to uh, generate nearly 4 trillion in added value for global markets by 2022. So you can see where they're going with this. Now, ID2020, which we know is, you know, Microsoft, Gates, Rockefeller, Accenture, IDEO. so they, they stated that they're uh, developing a persistent digital identity from birth with cutting-edge infant biometric technologies. Wow. Now, biometrics capabilities, according to Juniper's research analysts which includes fingerprint, iris, voice and voice recognition will reach 95% of smartphones globally by 2025, accounting for 3 trillion in payment transactions, which is up from 404 billion in 2020. I mean, that's insane. And NEC is already on this. They've already developed the first um, proof of concept of fingerprint identification of newborns. So we know that they're going to come in and go right into the biometric system. So uh, no more, you know, who needs birth certificates, who needs driver's license, who needs paperwork at all, because they want us all digital and hooked in. So what I did is I front loaded this report. If you go down to the next section, because it's a very heavy, daunting piece, I wish I could illustrate like a children's book and 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 take the heaviness off of this so it doesn't come across as so dark you know and just break it down in more of an illustrative simple terms but i just i just don't have the ability to do that so um what i did is i front-loaded this with suggested solutions on how to combat some of this and uh there's some really some really key things in here and that's all at the front section. Um, so uh, I don't know, did we wanna go? Sure, we know. can
0: roll through some of these. Do not be coerced, bribed, blackmailed, shamed, guilted, manipulated, or intimidated into complying. And we see a lot of that, don't we? There's so yeah. much co- coercion happening right now. And mm-hmm. it's really, really upsetting to see this at every level from you know schools to companies, to from the, the government, to um, everything on media and social media, there's so much coercion happening right now. And uh, it really just, it, it erodes this, this ability to make decisions for yourself. You know, people are really feeling that pressure to comply. Yeah. Even people right. who who wanted to resist, they're just feeling like just the weight of it all.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, this is, this is going to be a rough year. I I can already feel it. And it it is, it's really hard. Fear is getting the best of people. Um, the absolute, I'm sorry but the absolute mind fuck that has been done on everyone is, is disgusting. It's, it, it makes me so angry. So, uh, digital identities make everyone aware of this and what this is really about, where this is really leading, why they want the QR code to hook into all of this uh, through these vaccine ID passports, stay on top of the legislators, I covered that in part one, showing there are, let's see, it's Florida Alabama and Montana are the only states and now this is as of about a month and a half ago so I'm not sure if more have been added but those are the only states who have a statewide ban on the vaccine ID passports and that's through businesses and all and then you've got another like dozen states and and I'm pretty sure most if not all of these are red states um, who have some level of a ban on them, you know, whether it's through federal buildings or through school systems, but then they, then they don't oversee the, you know, they don't instruct the businesses. So that's all in part one. Um, part two, I covered the who, what, when, where, why, and how uh, involving this whole wonderful agenda of theirs. Um, we've talked about this several times, removing your money from the large banks into smaller family-owned banks and small credit unions and yes eventually they're going to try to come for those too but we're going for longevity here we're trying to you know all collaborate and come up with best solutions so um this is something that you know pulling your funds out of the big box stores and and i've got an article on that with some resources in here um obviously supporting your local businesses and farmers pulling the money out of the big banks doing everything you can not to support the beast that is driving this human enslavement. Um, so cash is king. Use cash as often as possible. They can't track it. They can't categorize you. They can't build your, you know, they're, they're limited on building your scoring system because they're going to be doing away with the regular, with or at least with the way the regular uh, typical credit unions are, I'm sorry, credit bureaus score you and it's going to be a social score and a climate score. And, um, the, none of this is theory, by the way, as you'll see, when we scroll down, I have 100% evidence coming straight from their own mouths through their white papers and all of their documentation of this agenda. So, um, purchasing, you know, smart products is not smart. <laughs> Martin, it is just not smart. Uh, and one of the things that's really pissing me off right now is <clears throat> they're coming down hardcore on mandating the vaccines all, all using the, the FDA is going to be approving these in, um, you know, or at least Pfizer's and maybe Moderna's in, in September. So everyone now is mandated to get this by September, by the middle of September. And, you know, The FDA themselves came out and said just in, I think it was May, that this process is going to take, normally takes 10 months, and they're going to do what they can to expedite it. But then what they do, as everyone knows, they use the media and the Biden administration and Big Corp to tell everyone, oh, the FDA is moving fast. They're going to approve it. They're going to approve it so that everyone can say we're demanding it. Stop using the emergency use authorization excuse. So now we've got HHS. We've got, um, what is it? Veteran, the veterans, the military, the, some companies, um, there was a school, although I think I think they backed down a little bit. was it Stanford? I think there was a lawsuit going on there, and some of the um some of the people were allowed to to use medical exemptions now, whereas before they weren't allowing it or something i don't know, but this yeah just- there was another
0: school yeah. too. I just read today there was another school, and now I can't remember the name of it but um there was uh, they threatened legal action, and so the school is um then now accepting some religious
1: exemptions. Okay, that might be the same one I saw. Um yeah, so so there and and here's the thing, it hasn't been approved. We still have informed consent. These people are operating so far outside the law, it's not even funny. I know. And and people need to rally together with their coworkers and you know, fight this. And I'm sorry to say, some people are gonna have to walk out of their jobs. I mean this is it. This is like prioritization of your life and what's best for you and your family right now. And some hard choices are having to be made by people. And it's, and it's, it's really awful. And, you know, I feel like friends and family all need to really support each other, whether that's sharing the same roof over your head, whether that's sharing and gardening or supplies or finances or businesses together. But that needs to happen so that people feel a sense of um, security while all of this insanity is coming down, you know?
0: Right. And I think the people listening to this podcast are well aware of that. It's just so frustrating because there's a a large segment of the population that is more reactionary and they're like, I'll deal with it when it actually affects me instead of uh, planning ahead for these things and having some backup plans so that you're not caught with, oh, now I'm really feeling the pressure. Now I may as well just go ahead and give in because I didn't come up with a backup plan. I I don't have time now to do that. So, maybe anticipating those moves ahead of time, you know, if you. Mm -hmm. think that your company is going to be one of those that imposes a mandate down the road, then thinking of some backup plans. Am I going to take legal action? Am I going to quit my job? Am I going to, uh, you know, what, what what options do I have? Am I going to claim religious exemption? You know, um, right. th- th- there are options, but really just thinking about those things before and mm-hmm. anticipating those things before and so that you have time to plan because they're in, t- they know, they know that people are busy in their own lives and they really just don't, they're more reactionary. So um, right. they know that this, this kind of coercion, this kind of pressure is going to influence most um, or a lot of people um, in the direction that they want them to go uh, without, right. without having those other backup plans.
1: Absolutely. Good points. So if we, if we scroll down, yeah, right there, that quote, So this is straight out of the World Economic Forum, one of their white papers, where they say, what is digital identity? So this is how they define it. Who a person or organization fundamentally is a combination of attributes, beliefs, personal organizational history, and behavior that together constitute a holistic definition of the individual or organization itself. So does that sound like, your educational data or your health data or your contact information. No, these are your beliefs. These, this is your behaviors. These are all your attributes. This is what they are gathering.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Personality information. So-
1: Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. It
0: it it reminds me of like Minority Reports type of stuff, like pre-crimes. We're going to be like surveilling people for pre-crimes based off of their either their beliefs or their you know their personalities or their behaviors. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying stuff.
1: It is. It really is. So if you scroll down, I had to recreate um, the next diagram down. I had to recreate that. It, it's not pretty. I just did it really quickly because because the World Economic Forum's uh, copyright is the most absurd copyright I've ever read in my life. They do not want this information out. If you stumble upon it, great, but they don't want this information out. So, I mean, this shows right here, this little diagram right here shows their intentions. And what boggles my mind is that the majority of the population actually learns faster from visual than they do from either auditory or you know reading. And so when they see visual illustrations, they tend to digest it much faster and understand it. Yet these diagrams have been out here for a while now, people sharing them and people will look at it and they'll be telling them, this is all about convenience and security and being inclusive and how wonderful it's going to be. And people listen to those words instead of their eyes. I mean, all it takes is looking at this diagram and you can clearly see what's going down. This is, this right. is all on. Ah, yeah.
0: They're, yeah. it's all encompassing. All they
1: encompassing. They are the masters, which is my next section. They're the masters of marketing deception. They really are. I mean, they, they have psychology and how the brain works and all of it. They have it down to a science. So, um, so what I did, if you scroll down to the evidence, is in their white papers. Um, I I did cliff notes for everyone off of these documents I read, and I highlighted the most key points, but obviously linked to the full documents as well. So, um, which according to the World Economic Forum, you are not allowed to download, transmit or upload their documents. So uh, this links to them. And hopefully those don't ever go down. But I do have backups. So the cliff notes, um, I'll just I'll just point out a few of these, I think everyone kind of gets the gist here. But they say a seamless verification of people in connected devices is essential to delivering individualized and integrated services in smart cities. It's like we don't even need to say any more from there, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much sums it up. Governments will be able to leverage trusted traveler identity as a starting point for redeploying it for access to other services in other sectors. And Coincidentally, on August 6th, I can't think of his name now, but a Democrat in New York just introduced a bill about flying from anywhere in the US or arriving to anywhere in the US. So, this is not international. This is everywhere. You want to fly, you got to be vaxxed. This is the bill that he just introduced. Now, obviously, that's got a ways to go to pass. Um, Maybe two years ago, I would have said that's insane. This will never fly. Right now, I think it is plausible, um, right?
0: And even when they get into these smart cars or these, you know, you know, automated cars,
1: mm-hmm. it could
0: it could apply there too, right? I mean, that's what I'm envisioning. For, that oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, it will because you are envisioning and your phone or by that point your wrist for fingerprint for biometrics because they're going full blown with biometrics. Um, you're going to have to do a scan just to get onto that autonomous vehicle. And it'll automatically pull right from your bank, you know. So if your social score, climate score is low, it will not allow you on. Right. We're in. So. And I think
0: that's why they want to move a lot of people to the public transportation, which, and, and this kind of segues, and we'll get into this later when we talk about this whole quote unquote infrastructure bill. But there's a lot of that stuff in there, which mm. shows you that they're already working on this. And really, oh, yeah. this is the end game. And then later, when we talk about those bills, it'll be more of like, this is like the steps they're taking to get to that end game, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the digital identity is the key is the key to getting them there so um, it it, it's being rolled out from so many different angles right now you've got um id me which is in 20 states which anyone on unemployment has to go through that process now they've got like voice recognition they have biometrics in there they have all kinds of crap with that they've got the real id in all states which is the new driver's license which ultimately is going to end up being sucked into the qr code and onto the blockchain with the rest of your data um, the vaccine ID passports, of course, they're now having banks push the digital identity. I mean, they're coming at it from so many angles. And then we've got legislation that's been introduced, um, under, you know, banking and financial and that stuff will be in part four that I'm working on. So uh, they're, they they're hammering this hard from every angle they possibly can. Um, and I'm just going to keep saying no. That is a hard no. Hard pass. Hard pass. I've I not done anything you've asked me to do yet and I will not do it. Um so so okay, they have, you know, seamless and secure sharing of medical information. Sure, secure. They want businesses are to manage both customers and workforce identities and data across silos and are to adjust their operations across sectors to leverage network digital identity. They want their shared ecosystem. So um, I I then get into uh, the roadmap for digital cooperation, which is a UN report and Cliff notes on that. And, you know, you can clearly see here they're using, they've been using climate change for many of their agendas for years now, and this is most certainly one of the biggest ones they're using it for. So, um, the digital revolution can be steered to cli- to combat climate change. They want to connect every school in the world to the internet, of course. They want, oh, um, uh, content governance frameworks and um and then if we i have other documents in here too but we'll just we'll just kind of blaze past those so so if you go down to my graphic that i did on the key implementers oh you just passed it sorry so (laughs) (laughs) there we go
0: okay hold on let me see if i can kind of get it centered so we can look at everything okay
1: so this basically is um Gosh, there's hundreds of companies, first off. So if throughout this report, where I have over a hundred of them in here, if I missed talking about any big ones, there are more I'm talking about in part four. And from there, this is kind of like a moving target, you know? So I'm looking at the front runners right now, the ones who appear to be making the biggest impact that um, are really deep in this, that have strong funding and um, strong connections. So, so we've got the drivers and the enforcers, the central banks and the large bank members. <clears throat> we have the uh, asset managers, of course, BlackRock, Vanguard, Foundations and Endowments. We've got the digital identity front runners, which is, how do I say this, Edge? Is it Akamai, Akamai? Akamai?
0: I'm not sure, but I would guess Akamai.
1: Okay. And then Cardano, the Commons Project and Trust, the EUCDD, which is the the uh, European, the gateway for their pass, uh, Evernim, uh, IBM, and CETC, which is, that's China. So then we have the infrastructure. And we've got, you know, those working on all this technology and so many different aspects to this beast right this is a very big complex operation across countries so we've got Accenture Amazon Cisco ID2020 Linux Linux of all Microsoft military Moby NEC Oracle Salesforce and hundreds of small to mid-sized companies underneath this that are you know trying to trying to make money on the digital identity sector and Some of which who may not even see the human enslavement that they are working toward. And some probably do and just don't care because they're all about the money. So then we've got the privacy and security. Who's working on that? The Linux foundation of all people, (laughs) of all companies. And then we have the cross border regulation designers. So they're focused on the European unions, um, for a template. It's the E-I-D-A-S because um, they're working across 28 countries right now. And um, with the passes being able to connect and read from one another, and they've got some regulations in place. And so they're kind of all looking towards that as a template for how they might eventually tie this all together across countries. So what people need to understand is It's not like right out the gate, they're going to go, this one company is going to be the ID passport and this is going to be the blockchain. And this is where our database is going to be. And these are the people that are going to run the phone apps. You know what I mean? Right. You got too many countries involved. You got too many players vying for, for top positions. And, um, and you've got too many that are like second tier down from the central bankers that have been working with them for a long time that aren't going to go anywhere. So so it's going to start out somewhat fragmented, and this and and by doing this, this was great because it was able to kind of give me perspective on uh, how far along they are, and to me it feels like, um, gosh, they're coming at this from so many angles. They're going to continue this year to push hardcore to crash the economy. They're they're you know extending the moratorium. They want to hurt the landlords. They want to put them out. They want to buy up, buy up whatever they can of our properties. They're going to push for the vaccines and the ID passports, um, which is going to put more people out of work. Um, they're breaking down the school system, I believe, intentionally. I believe they want every kid virtually hooked up. Um, so, so these are things we're going to see continue on this path for the next year. And, and in the meantime, they're working on like the federal reserves and central bankers and BlackRock, you know, the whole going direct thing, which is in here, they're all working on getting us switched to a global digital currency. And that's going to take a little more time, but they're not messing around. They're accelerating all of this. Right, And they're already talking about um, like you said, I think about the whole, you know, regulating or doing away with crypto and all this stuff. And so there's a lot of players and a lot of moving pieces involved here um, to get to their end game of having full control. You know, the banks are already aggregating the data. They're already starting to build our our new score system, um, which can't fully be implemented I don't believe until we've gone to the digital currency because that's the control mechanism right yeah so I feel like that's going to come come next and and that could take a few years to get to that stage um and and then they're going to start rolling in. We're going to start seeing more of the autonomous vehicles, more smart grid stuff, more of the smart cities building up, um, which their infrastructure is already there in hundreds of cities because I've researched that.
0: Paid for so. with massive spending bills that were just passed in the Senate.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, because that's building their infrastructure, you know, and not just yeah. here but up in space and the satellites and the 5G and the Mars and all that crap, too. So this is all connected. So, so this is, you know, their long game plan. And can I just say something real quick? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So um, looking under infrastructure, the very first one, Accenture, I just find it interesting that, you know, Accenture was just in the news. I think it was this mm-hmm. week, actually, with this major hack. Uh, it was another one of those, um, uh, you know, malware ransomware, uh, ransomware yes exactly thank you yep. I forgot the word um so but yeah and I just did not find that coincidental whatsoever it seems like um and that this was kind of my theory to begin with and this recent hack kind of legitimizes my theory a little bit is that um some of these companies that are major players are going to be the ones that are hacked and they're going to be the ones that are calling for more regulations and more centralization of cybersecurity, which leads us towards that goal of what they're trying to do is centralize everything.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. The cyber, the cyber attacks, the, um, the climate hoax, the virus and the uh, potential terrorist attacks or war. The, those are their four main that they will continue to push until they see this agenda all the way through and people need to fight this tooth and nail and um, I, I'm seeing a lot of good action out there. A lot of people, you know, fighting against this stuff. Um, it needs to continue. We need to not let these people achieve their end game here. So so then moving down, we have the certifiers. It's still, I'm still in the graphic actually at the bottom oh, sorry. of it. Okay. That's yeah. okay. The certifier standards and guidelines. And of course, ID2020 deemed themselves as the certifiers of what are Good vaccine ID passports. And then we have VCI, uh, the WHO, WEF, Instrumental, Deloitte, big accounting firm. They, they're, they've they're been working on all these papers, all these white papers. Um, the Good Health Pass Network, that's key because ID2020 created that. And so there's a network of, God, I don't even remember, um, well over 100 companies probably in there uh, that I was cross-referencing, not all of them, but as many as I could possibly get to, to uh, see who the biggest players were and what's going on here and who's part of the WEF and da, 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 da. So then we have, of course, of course we have big Gub, Bill Gates and the Rockefeller Foundation funding much of this. Um, so the central bankers and investment firms, if we scroll down, I pulled uh cliff notes from a world economic forum, white paper called a blueprint for digital identity, the role of financial institutions in building the digital identity. This is, this is what they are pushing financial institutions to do. Now we're not just talking, you know, your big banks, but they're going to try and force this on the smaller ones too. So, uh, this is why everyone needs to support the smaller ones, get your money out of the big ones. It's, you know They're eventually going to try and, and squeeze out all of them. And honestly, at some point, once we switch to digital currency, the Federal Reserve is going to be the, the, the big guns there. And uh, banking, as we know it, I think is going to tra- change drastically. But I don't know the answers to that part just yet. So uh, just some of the cliff notes, they're saying that Financial institutions are well positioned to drive the creation of digital identity systems. Yeah. This is what they want them doing. Right. Um, So if you
0: don't comply, then we cut your money off. Right. Or you don't, yeah, you don't have access.
1: Yep. Yep. So uh, it's interesting though. I'm going to have to go back and find it. There was a bill introduced that hasn't seemed to have gone anywhere just yet but it was on rights with banking institutions and it was actually a really good bill that, that needs to move forward. So maybe I'll work that into part four, um, get some more attention on that. So the uh, they're telling them, you know, they can offer new products or services based on increased knowledge of customers, because of course they're aggregating all of our spending data. Right. Um, the, the, disruption of the credit bureau model and assisting with decisions and blurring the lines between financial and non-financial advisory. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. Become the trusted identity provider of the public sector, assisting with social services and civic requirements, such as tax filing. So, I mean, this, this goes on and on. They, they say right here, distributed ledger technology, which is blockchain combined with encryption and cloud storage allows information to be held and transferred point to point in a dispersed immutable network. Uh, Biometrics, including fingerprint, retina scanning, heartbeat, waveform and facial recognition based on mobile devices have potential to provide greater convenience and security and are being integrated into many anti-fraud controls. So, you know uh, it's it's so blatant in your face anyone oh, yeah. who, this is a conspiracy theory is insane and we know our listeners don't or they wouldn't even be listening to us right now
0: right and all you have to do is let's look at china because half of this stuff they've already done and are continuing oh, yeah. to do so we're basically just modeling everything after what china's done because that's worked out so well for their people
1: yep yep so well okay. <laughs> so So without getting into um, the details of this whole section, um, basically, you know, I, I, I broke it up in that little key chart with the graphics, but I get into details about the specific companies behind this and the front runners running the digital IDs. And there's some very, very interesting connections in there. Um, we know IBM, first off, IBM's running more on like a business to business with this. So they, they, they are kind of flying under the radar. And I don't think people realize just how tied into all of this they are. Um, they have actually done partnered with Entrust on projects as well on some of their software and technology. And Trust is, uh, the one that, um, it was funny because I was working on this report and I was just writing this section up. And then I saw Polly's video come out on Entrust. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, Nazi ties. And same with IBM's Nazi ties. And so, isn't that interesting?
0: Oh, man. It's amazing how many connections you can make to that. Oh, it's yeah. really creepy and telling.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, um, so Cardano, which is working out of uh, Africa, they're already rolling out the plan in Ethiopia on um, the rolling the education uh, information into the digital identities. And now they're talking about carrying it through into uh, finances. And I believe even crypto. And so they actually, if you start tracing them, they connect to Sophia, the robot. (laughs) Of course.
0: Yes, (laughs) of
1: course. So, so then we have also, um, I found very interesting. So the travel pass. Where are you at? Do I need to scroll down? I'm sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, keep going. So, oh yeah, Accenture's big. I mean, I don't know how much people know about Accenture, but they've had government contracts forever. Um, so yeah, keep going down. And um, yeah, Mobia, I'm going to get into in the next one. They're they're linked in with the whole transportation deal. So yeah, so scroll down a little bit more. Keep going.
0: Okay, I see. Uh,
1: okay, right here, right here. Oh, you just passed it. So where it says international airlines, there you mm-hmm. go. All right, so so they are using the travel pass which is designed by Evernim. Um the travel pass ah, it's an initiative that was launched by the IATA. Yeah, which is which is the International Air Transport Association. And Collins Aerospace in July announced and they're, they're you know, they're a Raytheon Technologies subsidiary. So they announced that they are going to work with, good Lord, with the IATA to integrate the Travel Pass platform into airlines passenger management systems. So the data can be exchanged between airlines and the Travel Pass mobile app. So, I mean, this, I just, I saw that. I said, oh, where's this going? So, you know, I mean, we're talking about the world's largest suppliers of aerospace and defense projects here. So they, they just got through Collins Aerospace just completed over at an airport in Tokyo. There it's A-R-I-N-C self-pass biometrics. So they've got 190 kiosks and gates where it goes from curb to gate. It's facial recognition throughout the entire airport. And I fully believe this is what they are going to want to bring over here and do this through all airports, right? So interestingly, in June 2001, Raytheon partnered up with Thales Group, which is a a French multinational company that also provides services for aerospace and defense. And, And so they partnered up with them and they named it Thales Raytheon Systems, and they each own 50%. But then in 2016, they decided to kind of restructure, split apart, but each take on their own, you know, work that they had put into it and then work exclusively with NATO agencies and member states. And so it's just this this network, this Mm -hmm. web, this giant, massive web, the, the more you build this out. And the more people that research this and and we put it all together, you know, you see, wow, quite, quite a scope here.
0: Massive, massive, Mm -hmm. absolutely massive. The kind of the, the, what they're trying to implement worldwide would have to be, and there would have to be Mm -hmm. a, just a huge network of co-conspirators, companies, uh, governments, individuals, and entities all involved in this.
1: And I believe they will do anything possible to see their agenda through. So, I mean, people are going to really have to fight against all of this. Um, so, I won't go into, you know, we got the standardization guideline crews, the the whole Linux foundation. That's a very interesting section there. Um and the cross-border regulator designers, and then I do a recap list of key implementers and supporters that I identified in this report. And as you can see, the list is quite long. Um. So, so I end it with, you know, it's time to derail their train. We really need to derail this. And uh, like I said, I have suggestions at the top. Um, I am all ears. Anyone who wants to like offer suggestions and collaborate on this. Um we need everyone on deck, you know. I mean this is just it's just mammoth.
0: Absolutely mammoth and absolutely urgent. We do need everyone on deck. This needs to be top priority. It needs to be on the top of the mind. And I just, you know, you hear some people talking about it, but you know, it's there's so much distraction. It really doesn't get the focus that it
1: needs. And, right, and it, in the meantime They're sneaking through all this legislation or these, these, um, like you're going to get into right now, you know, the infrastructure bill and, uh, but the legislation in, in that are, that's being introduced right now, people need to get on the horn with their legislators. And I mean, really just make some noise and get really vocal about all of this because it does make a difference. We've seen numerous bills crashed over that, you know? Yeah. And we and yeah, there's they're depending
0: on people to not fight back, to not say anything, to
1: not even pay attention or be aware of what's trying to be snuck in, and that's why I'm trying to stay like a, you know, at least a year or two in advance of these people to give people a heads up so they so they see what's coming and we can try and derail it before it comes and um, combat this the best we can and make the best decisions for our families, you know, with. With knowing what their game plan is, and I don't have you know the magic chart for the exact time frame. I can only give you know rough estimates based on what I'm seeing, but I just feel like this is the most important thing, and there's a million and one distractions happening right now, many of which are gonna go nowhere
0: yeah yeah i i I get you I definitely need to have all eyes on this and all hands on deck to try to derail something this massive that they have invested. So much time money and energy and for not just you know since 2020 but for decades if not centuries that they've been planning this so um it, it really does take some organization on our part and some major effort and some skin in the game from every single one of us you know to try to derail this and um, push this, the, push the timeline back as much as they, as we possibly can make it difficult at every single turn. Yeah. So, Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's all just, right. let's whiz through these other things. Cause um, yeah. okay. So we've got the, the two, two massive spending bills, that the Senate Mm -hmm. approved this week, the 1.2. Let's call them
1: stealing bills.
0: Yes, yes, stealing bills, 1.2 trillion uh, for the Invest in America Act, which is the quote unquote infrastructure bill, which we know that most of it's not going for real infrastructure. And uh, so we can talk a little bit about that and then we'll talk about the three and a half trillion. But this (laughs) is, when you look at this.
1: They're literally just printing money, man.
0: Yes, when you when you put it in perspective and I showed you this right here, you were just like Yeah.
1: I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Send me a link to that. I gotta add it to my resource page. I've never seen this before.
0: Yeah, it really does put it in perspective, right? Okay, because yeah. they're adding to the federal debt, which is already at twenty eight points over twenty-eight point six trillion. This is insane, but most people just really don't even have the concept. I don't even have the concept of how well, you much know, when money you that have is.
1: The presses, you're golden. Yeah, we're
0: talking about serious serious concerns of inflation here. I mean, and inflation's already here, and they keep the Fed keeps saying, "Oh, it's transitory; it'll go away." No, no, uh, they're are-
1: forcing they're forcing the inflation with all the moves they're doing right now. Um, it' not even just force, they're manufacturing it, is a better word, and they're intentionally keeping the housing market high so that the the, the whole thing. If you look at the whole dynamics. Um, you can see how the, the between the supply chains and the housing market, how they are, you know, like everyone thought last year that we were going to see this bubble and we were going to crash in spring or summer. Remember, we were talking about that. And I kept saying, no, nope, no, nope. I think they're going to keep dragging it out and dragging it out because they have to, in order to achieve these other parts of the agenda, they right, have right. to keep that. To a, to a certain level, a certain place where people can't move around, where people are going to lose their job or their landlords are going to lose their places. They have, to, all these things have to come together. Mm-hmm. So I don't see, I still don't see there being this massive crash in the housing market anytime soon until they finish carrying out these other aspects. And when that does do, if it if it did go to a hard crash, then the supply chains, the other inflation areas would also then crash. And they need to keep all that up for a while. So, anyways, that's my yeah.
0: yeah, that makes sense. And I thought that through too. It's really hard to predict because this is unprecedented times that we're in. And it's hard to predict their next moves. But you do know that, you know, all the things that they all of these pieces they have in motion, and you can kind of you can track those and say, look, this needs to happen first if they're going to try to do this right. so yeah it makes sense it makes sense that this is why they're propping up the uh, the whole mortgage industry right now mm-hmm. um and and the rental industry as well, with you know the the, the moratorium, the unconstitutional yep. <laughs> fiction moratorium. Yeah. But but you have to ask, where are they going to get this money? And you just nailed it on the head with this 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill, the three and a half trillion dollar spending bill. Of course, they're going to get it from the feds, because I mean, they keep saying, oh, we're not going to tax the uh, the middleman, we're not going to tax the middle class. But we know that basically what they're going to be doing is just printing money like. Crazy, and that makes inflation, and that makes everything else cost uh, more for us. Our groceries go up, our gas goes up, everything goes up because of this. And um, you know, they want to um, increase capital gains tax revenues, and we talked about this um, uh, just. briefly mentioned this um, earlier, but some of the things that are tucked into this infrastructure bill is um, requirements for um, crypto, which is basically they're they're going after crypto hard um, to disclose personal information on their users to the government so that they can get that tax revenue. And so this entire concept of cryptocurrency on the blockchain that is completely private, secure, anonymous, yeah, they want to eliminate that. And we know why, because they don't want competition for their upcoming u s. backed uh, you know digital currency. yeah. so, That is tucked in this bill, um, which is a a major concern. And I think that a lot of cryptocurrency companies, they're they're guessing it's going to force a lot of them to just go offshore. Um, So and then also within this bill, um, I heard a lot of talk about this. I'm glad this got some attention. Um, It's a pilot program tucked in this bill to have a mild driven tax, and of course we know where the, this is going. And this is all part of what you were talking about. You know, they want to go to automated cars. They want a public transportation. They want everybody hooked up with digital identities. And so, the less people are driving cars independently, the better. So they're going to. Uh, it looks like they want to, you know, disincentivize people to drive their own cars. This is definitely going to be a tax that hurts people who live in rural areas, who live in the suburbs. It's not going to hurt the people so much who live in the cities right and that's where they want everybody to be living in those smart cities
1: well they want they that's where access is going to be i think what they're going to try and do is create the further out you go they're going to try and create ghost towns so that everyone the economy shuts down and you're you're all in and you have access to the smart city if you're a good boy or girl which i don't want access to And i'm a country girl but let me just tell you real quick on the pilot programs. I did some keyword counts on this infrastructure bill to see the brainwashing mechanisms they use in here um, with word manipulation. So pilot program is stated 262 times in here and a grant for those pilot programs is mentioned 2,115 times because that's just all going to their buddies. So the word partner is mentioned you know the partner of those grants is mentioned 182 times i mean that tells you a, a lot right there
0: right it's tons of pay-to-play we just basically are paying trillions of dollars for pay-to-play it's like look you can yep. it, it, you know we're gonna give these these companies that are our friends our mm-hmm. uh, our contracts our huge massive government contracts and then we get a kickback of course that's why all of our politicians so, are so incredibly rich
1: much of which the contracts won't even be Seen through, you know, the infrastructure part for the smart grid and the smart cities most certainly will, but anything outside of that is just a money steal.
0: Oh, it is 100%. Yep. So we got 500 million going, uh, of this bill going to creating smart cities. Mm -hmm. This is also here in the bill. I know this has got to be one of your faves.
1: Ah, yes. I haven't had time to read the entire section, but I was seeing, uh, I, was, I was looking at the whole smart grid part of it, um, where they're talking about in the case of data analytics that enables software to engage in smart grid functions, the documented phase costs of the data analytics in the case of buildings the documented expense for devices and software, including for installation that allow buildings to engage in demand, flexibility, or smart grid functions. And, you know, they make it seem like that has to do with power and electricity, and it doesn't, because if you start getting into more of the details, it all is surveillance. It's all surveillance. surveillance. Yep, Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I mean, really when you look at it, this 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill, only 110 billion of it is going towards a traditional infrastructure, which really and, and if you really slice off all of the the pork, the pay to play, the kickbacks, the, you know, y- y- you know what I'm talking about? These government oh, yeah. um the, these government contracts, you know, it's like $10,000 for a street sign. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And dude, did you see at the end of this? And I don't know if we're on the same section or not. I'm on the um, page 1366 pertaining to the smart grid itself. But they literally say in here that there is, um, sorry, I have all the way I copied and pasted it. It carried over all the line numbers. So I have to keep skipping the numbers when I'm trying to read this. There's authorized to be appropriated to the secretary to carry out the smart grid investment matching grant program established under Section 1306A of the Energy, Independence, and Securities Act of 2007, $3 billion for fiscal year 2022 to remain available through September 2026. Yeah. Hmm. So ton- yeah. just tons of money going to building the human enslavement system, their newest, you know, not really newest, but publicly newest Um <laughs> Manufactured industry.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, and then this is, you know, this $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, you know, that's married to the $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill. And it's a monster. That's the real monster that we need mm-hmm. to be looking at because um, this is their Democrat wish list to turn the country into a communist surveillance state. And, um, you know, it's really, you know, so the Senate passed uh, sort of the framework of this three and a half trillion. There's more steps that need to be taken. But, you know, when you look at it so far, it's, it is really building the enslavement system because it's all about, of course, the climate agenda, but it's the expansion of welfare uh, and pay for indoctrination camps, i.e. more schooling. So free daycare, free community college, free Mm -hmm. free pre-kindergarten. Of course, nothing's free, but you know, that's how they sell it.
1: Right. And, um, we are now taking 50% of your earnings out of your bank account directly and calling it a
0: tax. Right. And you sent me this right here. Is this what you were, um, reading oh, off yeah. of here?
1: This yeah. is what they just released for their framework. It's nine pages long. I haven't even had two seconds to look at this yet, but they've got all the categories in here of, of, and the dollar amounts to those specific agendas.
0: Yes, so this three and a half trillion dollar bill, it is massive, and it is intended to make a general generational transformation of our country into this communist, you know, wet dream for for the Democrats. But it's the single biggest spending bill in, in American history. People don't even realize that, and it's definitely going to have generational impacts. I mean, putting the country into such a massive amount of debt. And that, we, we've talked about this. It's intentional. They are tr- intentionally bankrupting America so yep. that the Fed can step in with their solution, you know, create the problem so that you can present your solution with the digital currency rollout. What do you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But go back to that other document real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, because if we start looking at some of this, I'm just like reading this for the first time on the screen here, glancing through this. And look, they got right there. Hang on, don't move it my Community investment, development and revitalization through initiatives like community land trusts, investments in CDBG, zoning, land use, and transit improvements and creating healthy and sustainable housing. I mean, that boom right there. That's That's it right there. And on top of that, they get into all the the climate and the energy and the natural researches and our resources and the research that's going to be done on materials and yada yada. How do you think that's going to impact all the businesses out there? When they're told you have to spend a hundred thousand dollars to upgrade and change your system over to this, boom, that business is gone
0: right right the kind of regulations that come out of this to convert everything to green and you know it it is going to have such a taxing toll on small and medium businesses it's intentionally designed to put them out of business so again consolidation into these huge mega corporations that are all bought in onto this entire transformation of the globe yep sickening all right so we got to fight it at every every turn, every bill we see that, you know, is promoting this stuff, every, everything that we can do, um, to put a wrench in their plans.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Do you want to end on this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this jackass, you know, (laughs) I think, so here's my two cents. I think that Obviously, I think everyone would agree, they don't want any more focus on the nursing home deaths. So let's just get the face off the screen entirely. That's part of it. But more so they're moving and I forget her name, um, who's moving into his position, but women uh, all over in official positions, and we'll probably see Kamala move up eventually here. Um It's yeah. like, The human enslavement system, um, something I was talking with Catherine about the other day, it's like they're putting mommy in charge of the human enslavement system, and they're bringing in all these, these women into these power roles, you know.
0: Yeah, so so your prediction is that um, that a female well there is an interim woman taking his place but the Mm -hmm. the the permanent position would be filled by a woman and I agree with that it definitely Mm -hmm. goes along with their agenda and you we know how Democrats are they circle the wagons on and protect people to the death that they want to keep in that position they don't want Cuomo in that position for a reason and the reason is they've already selected his um predecessor or his you know the person that's going to follow him and Mm -hmm. they want to install that person now for a particular reason we may not know exactly what that is yet but we'll see and uh definitely well and he's
1: done his job for them he he did what he was called on to do Mm -hmm. he needed he needed to show the highest level of deaths to put the greatest amount of fear in the public
0: yeah, and definitely the uh, nursing home stuff was was bad headlines for, for them and for other Democrats in other cities who did the same. So if that nursing home scandal of the deaths that he caused um, were to go any further legally, then that could just cause them more problems down the road. I think that they're just cutting their losses here and moving on to the next phase that's yeah. my, so i mean yeah yay cuomo's out but yeah I don't ex- have to see his
1: damn face anymore now if they could just get to blasio out that'd be fantastic
0: right right and we but don't we'll even
1: just, live in new york we just, just don't want to see their scruff faces anymore
0: let's just see who who replaces okay. him so <laughs> oh gosh all right so we covered a ton today
1: yeah and we, did. <laughs> we went
0: like way over time so it's
1: probably a good- we went too far over we got a late start but okay It was a lot to cover
0: lot, tons to cover, important, important stuff. So I'm glad we uh, took the time and um, missing speaker, but hope, hopefully he'll be back next week. And um, thank you all for joining us today here on Dig It with a speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab iHeart iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, we're everywhere. So share it. And we'll see you back <laughs> next time right here on Dig It.
1: Stay strong.
0: Thank you.